welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I am great, Jeff. It is another phenomenal week. I saw so many equity performers return to Disney today, and you know how I love the theater aspect of Disney. So it is a great week. Well, you and I, throughout this entire weird couple of years stretch we've had here, that's been one of the things that you and I privately have talked about constantly. If you're listening to our Cast Chronicles series, you can go back all the way back. You know that we had spoken to a cast member that was in the Finding Nemo the musical, and then it went dark. So we are here tonight to talk about you returning to property this week over the last couple of days as you saw the return of Finding Nemo the musical to Disney's Animal Kingdom. And it was great. I will say it has been 818 days since they last graced that stage. Um, And I'll get a little off topic for a second if you'll indulge me. Sure. When I entered Animal Kingdom and I'm one of those people, you know, I cut through my gift shop. And as I was heading out to the right, I heard music again. And that little stage right next to the gift shop had a band performing and what I call motivational dancers in front of the stage, dancing with the kids. And so I knew we were off to a great start to see those performers as I headed back to that theater. Very cool. All right, so 818 days, you just gave us that number, which sounds incredible. It's an an unbelievable amount of days. When we were talking about it, sitting in the theater, one of the cast members mentioned it. I went, that can't be right, that's huge. And it is because, again, that closed March 2020. So two years, three months since they were back on that stage. (laughs) All right. So the first question I've got to ask you, though, is we've seen some of these shows return. We've seen like the Festival of the Lion King returned. It was modified because they were coming out of COVID. We've seen these festivals at Epcot that that were a taste of the Food and Wine Festival. Is that what we're dealing with here? Is it? A totally different show, you know, has it been tweaked because of COVID, modified? Are we looking at an example like the Lion King, Festival of the Lion King? I don't think so. I think we're looking at a show that's been reimagined, that maintains a lot of the original script, both word-wise and music-wise. They took the time they were closed to do some things within the theater, But I really think this is the new show, and I'm going to talk in a minute about its new focus, but its new name is now Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. Okay. So we got a a little bit of a retheming, but definitely a new name. Let's just jump into it. What can we expect if we go to this show, especially folks that are you know, have been to the old show. I mean, there are plenty of people that are listening now that have not, that never seen this stage show, but if you have seen it, I guess we can frame it that way too. What can we expect? You bet. And I'm going to talk about both of them a little bit. So for a lot of what we talk about, obviously it's opinion, but the part here that's not opinion is it's a much shorter show. It was a 35 minute show. It's now a 25 minute show, but I've said for, you know, 15 years now that Disney does these Broadway style shows that are so phenomenal 
that you really think you've seen a two-hour Broadway show. If you're not watching your watch or you aren't videoing to take the time, that 25 minutes feels like longer because you are just immersed in what's going on. Okay. You mentioned an educational focus. Talk to us a little bit about that. So in the past, while you were waiting, you they'd do some jokes. They'd have Nemo swimming in the bubbles to the left and the right of the stage, and people would go hunting for him. Now, when you enter the theater, instead of having the show logo up on stage, it has this newly created logo for the Marine Life Institute. Okay. And every couple of minutes while you're waiting for the show to start, they give you a fact about marine life, about conservation, about caring for our water in our planet. Okay, cool. Definitely consistent with the theme and the the major themes that run through Disney's Animal Kingdom. So very nice. You know, we had mentioned, or I guess I had mentioned that there are folks that have seen this show many, many times before. So I guess walk us through what are we seeing with the story? You said that they did some changes. Are we seeing something that's going to bother some folks because they've removed some of their favorite songs? You know, where do we stand with that stuff? Listen, if you've never seen the show, you're going to be blown away. If you've seen the show once or twice, you're going to have a hard time telling me what they changed. Okay. If you're a diehard and you've seen it like I have probably over 200 times, I was texting my daughter who wasn't with me when I saw the show, little lines that were missing. Um, if you've seen it a lot, this line is going to mean something to you. I said to her, they didn't mention Sandy Plankton anymore. <laughs> and her answer to me was, mom, that's like two lines in the show <laughs> all about Sandy Plankton that thinks that she's much smarter than Nemo and teases Nemo and turns out she was wrong in her facts about the ocean. Um, a pretty irrelevant line to the story, but a line that I've always loved. Sure. They definitely tweaked the story. It opens pretty similar. You can really follow 90% of the script. They've just changed a couple of the scenes. And again, we'll talk in a minute about the scenes that you may miss, but it is a phenomenal show great acting, great singing. I highly encourage everybody to see it at least once, if not two or three times. So you had mentioned in the beginning when you're sitting there and you're seeing the Marine Life Institute, let's let's go even further. Let's talk about a queue, the queue. How does that work? I know that we've got different things that have come to Walt Disney World since this show went dark. Now we've got Jeannie. You know, give us a little bit of a breakdown about how the queue situation works. Sure. And I'm going to back that up a little bit and kind of go inside before we talk about the outside. Okay. This is a huge indoor air conditioned theater. It has three sections to it. So if you enter in the lower door, you can go seating to your left closest to the stage. Then there's the aisle that you're all walking in on. Then there's seating to your right, which sometimes you get to by the right. Sometimes they've opened the second or the third door and you're entering from the back. And then on real busy times, there's additional bleachers behind a second aisle. Both the first set of seating and the second have accessible seating in the back that you do not need to transfer out of a wheelchair. Okay. So when you're getting to the show, you can get in three different ways. 
One is you can use your Genie Plus. This is a Genie Plus option. I will tell you that I'm still not a fan of sitting closest to the stage. So I don't know that Genie is necessary if it's not a holiday. Again, I would use my Genie on rides and attractions that I want and only do it for a show if I've done everything else in that park that I want for the day and I'm not going to a second park. Mm -hmm. The theater is large enough, you will get in. And there's really not a bad seat in the house. Okay, so what else? Anything else about the queue or or are we set to kind of move on to how the show maybe opens? They've made it a little bit more in the shade if you're in the standby, so that's nice. And then definitely if you have the scooters or the guest accessibility, make sure you see them at the standby entrance to get into that accessible line because that is an alternate entrance. Okay. All good tips. Uh, We had talked about, you had briefly mentioned the opening of the show. And you didn't really give too much away about about it there. You said it kind of opens the same. Give us a little bit of what we can expect as as the show begins to open. So I think like so many other things, technology is really where we can see things advance. And they put in, I'm not a technology person, but what I'm going to tell you is an incredibly large LED screen as basically their backdrop curtain. If you're a theater person, the back curtain is gone and it's replaced with this screen that goes wall to wall. So you can't even see the end. And what that allows them to do is first of all, have so much more scenery than they ever could if they were manually moving it around. Second of all, uh, you know, millions of colors by all the different pixels and their ability to constantly update things. It really made the stage pop so much more than before and bring a lot of lighting to it. The thing about that too, as a media guy, that is an eye on whatever might come next too. By putting that LED screen in the back of that theater, it almost makes the interchangeable nature of what that theater is, you know, on steroids. We can at any time, if they need to pivot and do something different in that theater, they now can do that, which is a really interesting concept to put that in that's so true i'd love to see them do something for those of you who've been disney fans for many years you may remember and it wasn't due to a screen but many many years ago festival the lion king for one summer only held something called harambe nights Mm -hmm. and instead of the regular lion king show they had a special show featuring singers and dancers and it was this African theme around Lion King with a dessert party. There's definitely plenty of space over there for them to do something new. And no, Disney, I don't need credit for the idea. Just a ticket for opening night. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, what else about the open? What did we What did we see? Anything Anything that was totally different, like any kind of scenery, any kind of props, anything like that that was unique to the new open? There really wasn't. And I will say when they first described this show before its original debut and they talked about these large puppets being run by people where you could see the people. And I thought, I don't ever understand how that's going to work, where the character's supposed to be speaking, but I'm seeing a person's face and they still do it flawlessly. It opens with Nemo and Marlin with those 
giant puppets that we love and you are immediately brought into that music and that scenery and ready to go. I will say one of the things, and my mom would be very proud of whatever Imagineer worked on this. <laughs> if I had to talk about one of the overarching changes that was made, they took out some of the real, I don't want to call them scary parts, but my mom always says, is there a Disney movie where we don't kill the parents in the first five minutes? <laughs> right, right. And if you watch this old show... It started with Nemo's mom dying and all Nemo's siblings dying. That scene is gone. So it's a different opening, but you miss nothing by them going right into Nemo wanting to go to school. Yeah, it it probably becomes all the positive things that you like out of the original intellectual property without having to explain to your child Oh yeah, Nemo's mom is not in this show because Nemo's mom's not alive. So, as a as a father of young folks, that's actually something I enjoy very and much. And there were a couple of spots where there were scenes missing, and I'm like, you know what? That's a sad scene that doesn't necessarily add a lot to the story. So we can live without that. <laughs> well, let's talk about it a little bit too, if, if that's okay with you. Like wh what did you miss? You mentioned some of the jokes, that type of thing, but you know, somebody that's seen the show 200 times or more like you have, you definitely were catching things that maybe your average guest wouldn't. What did you miss? There were a bunch of things. And I will say, I also don't do change well in general. So, I have seen it 200 times. I could see it 200 more and be happy without any change. Right. Um, if you, again, talk about sad scenes, if you've seen it before, you remember the big jellyfish scene where Dory gets stung and we don't know if Dory's going to be okay for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. There's one of those jellyfish, but there's not that scene where they play the game and Dory doesn't get stung by the jellyfish but the jellyfish more is to show we're in the ocean and this is something in the ocean. Mm -hmm. There was also a section that sometimes I thought was real funny and sometimes you kind of wondered where it came from, but it's kind of the chain of all the different animal families trying to spread the news that Nemo is missing. So if you remember looking at the stage there's a left and a right kind of wing that they would sometimes perch things on. And there was one scene where one mom octopus calls another mom octopus to say, keep your eye out for Nemo. And the kid comes up to mom to say something. And the mom yells, mom only has eight hands. <laughs> and then they do the joke with the penguins and the penguins are going to look for Nemo. And then all of a sudden the penguin is flying. And the penguin remembers that penguins don't fly and it falls. <laughs> so that whole joke scene is gone. Okay. Part of the rewrite. Um, the other part of the rewrite that ugh, I think doesn't make the story flow as smoothly, but it glosses over it enough that I don't think it matters. Um, the scene in the dentist office, you don't see the dentist. You don't see Nigel at any point. Um, that is actually one of my old favorite scenes where they welcome Nemo into the tank and they have their little song and dance. Mm -hmm. That's been cut out. 
But I have to say, the new huge Darla on that LED screen, <laughs> she's pretty scary looking. <laughs> yeah, that fear we will do with. We, it's, it's not the same as the jellyfish. And the other thing, and my apologies to the Imagineers if this isn't the best way to describe it, <laughs> but if you've seen the show, you know that there's the scene where the people are all wearing what I call oven mitts that they've modified into fish. There's big silver mitts. Right. And Nemo, this is after we think Nemo's free and they're kind of swimming around him. And then all of a sudden, a net comes and captures him while he's out in the ocean. And they sing that song about swimming together and Nemo finds his way out of the net with their help. Yep. They still use that song but they put it someplace else in the show because they eliminated that whole scene. So that was one of the big changes. Okay. And then the last one that if anybody at Disney is listening, not just because we interviewed Katie, but when we interviewed Katie, you may recall, I said that my favorite part of the show was when squirt comes out and do that 360 tumble. Yep. Squirt is now another puppet. And they say to Squirt, you know, do a 360 and they twirl this puppet around. Ooh. It's not the same. <laughs> Bring back Squirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big change. That's it. I mean, again, the scene is still there. And if you hadn't seen the awesome job that Katie and her counterparts do on the bungee cords, you won't miss it, but it's kind of like in Lion King when those birds don't go up. That's the part that you know is missing. Yeah, yeah. Well, any final thoughts you have on what you've seen, this new, really, newly, newly reimagined show? As I said, I'm going to see the new one 200 times. It is phenomenal. It's Broadway caliber. Don't miss it. It's included in your price. You're getting that Broadway show. You're going to sing along. You're going to remember this show. It's a lot of family fun. And if nothing else, it's air conditioned. And if dad or grandpa really needs it when the lights go out, take a nap. <laughs> well, this dad doesn't need to take a nap. But I do thank you for going down and experiencing it as it comes back to life. I say it every single time when something goes on on property. You are the one to go and make sure that it is for everybody that's listening to this particular program. So thank you for taking the time tonight and thank you for going down and making sure that we have a firsthand account of what this newly reimagined show really is all about. It is my pleasure. And I can't wait to be with you again next week when I'll be there for another firsthand encounter. We're going to talk about the newly remodeled building at Grand Floridian and the conversion of those rooms from hotel rooms to studios. Looking forward to it, as always. Have a great week. You as well. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk This. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Dis by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs> <laughs>